This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby is on vacation. I'll be with you until she returns. We're continuing our conversation about stage three reopening of Ontario's economy with Tony Alanis, president and CEO of the Ontario Restaurant Hotel and Motel Association, as well as Dr. Ray Dionandon, epidemiologist and associate professor in the Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of Ottawa. Welcome both. Thank you. Tony, have you received any advance notice of what we might be hearing from the Premier this afternoon? We we estimated that something would have been announced, uh, you know, late last week. Um, but it was an estimate, and, uh, and, 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 and we're waiting for it. Absolutely, we were waiting for it. And, and what are you expecting to hear today? Are we going, do you think we'll get a date attached to the Stage 3 reopening or more of what's going to happen when Stage 3 arrives? We do not know the details. I don't believe they're going to announce that today is the day. They will most likely give it a week. Uh, And it seems to be a a regional approach, just like opening the outdoor patios. Right. So some areas of the province first and perhaps the GTA more towards uh, the second phase. It seems that way. Now, Dr. Diodnandin, there are indications uh, about this phased-in approach. Uh, what are your thoughts about this from an epidemiological point of view? Well, as I'm fond of saying all the time, this is not one epidemic. It's multiple epidemics with different manifestations and profiles and characteristics, depending upon what region it shows up in. So a staged, phased, multi-geographic approach is the right way to go. And I hope they're announcing that they're opening up the low-risk areas Mm -hmm. first, like in northern Ontario, and keeping the high-risk areas for later on. And uh, the way that stage two unrolled was fairly positive, and I suspect that will be the roadmap for how they approach stage three. So so do you think that the numbers, I mean, when you talk with your uh, public health colleagues, these numbers that we've been seeing over the last week, maybe a week and a half of the low 100s every day with single digit uh, related deaths, that's kind of given them the indication that we can move on with stage three? So there are a handful of metrics that we like to look at. I'm not sure which ones the province are looking at. I suspect they're looking at the incident cases, which is the number of new cases per day. And as you noted, that's been holding province-wide at under 150 for several days, which is great. We also like to look at this thing called the reproduction number, which is the average number of new cases that an old case produces. And we like that to be one or less. And surely the last few days in Ontario, it's been around 0.8 to 0.9. That's fantastic. And lastly, we look at the percent of, of the of the tests that come back positive. And the last few days, it's been 0.5% or so. That's fantastic. So those three metrics tell me we're trending in the right direction. Are a lot of people who are asymptomatic and may not have COVID-19, um, are, are they going to get tested more so now than, say, a month ago? 
Absolutely. And what's happening as we lower the criteria for who gets tested is we have lesser symptomatic people entering the data stream. And that gives us a false impression that the severity of the disease is diminishing. That's not true. The disease is Uh exactly the same. It's just the kinds of people we're detecting are different. See, now that's an excellent point. And that's uh, that information has been twisted in the United States by the president who said that that 99% of COVID-19 cases are harmless. Uh, Dr. Fauci has taken issue with that. All kinds of experts have taken issue with that. And it seems like he's, he's twisted the information to, to work in a more positive manner. This is an ongoing problem with this epidemic. It's an epidemic not just of a disease, but of misinformation and misunderstanding. And it's really made the job of public health communicators like myself quite, quite difficult. What is happening with the virus right now, doctor? Well, in terms of what? In terms of its um, spread through the population? In Canada, we're doing very well. It seems that the elderly, uh, those you know, over 70 or so, are better protected than they were earlier on. And so the shift in demographics has been towards the younger set. So in Ontario, I think uh, 60% of cases now are amongst those 40 years and younger. So it's not that the virus has changed target. It's just that who is vulnerable has now changed. Is it? So is it? Is it? Is the unpredictability of the virus the same as in the early days of the pandemic? So, in other words, we don't know how an individual patient will react? We know more now than we did before. Uh, And we know that it seems to depend a lot on underlying conditions and even on age. So, as you know, children have these these manifestations of symptoms that we didn't expect. We know a lot more now, but there's also a lot we don't know. I want to get back to Tony Elenis here, who's also with us, CEO of the Ontario Restaurant Hotel and Motel Association. Uh, Tony, it's an understatement to say that this has been an extremely challenging time for restaurateurs. Uh, How has the whole patio reopening and the extended patios, how has that, um, I guess, given some reprieve to owners of restaurants? Well, opening the patio is the first stage, and some are opening and realizing we have to start creating consumer trust. Some are not realizing the tough fiscal model in the new norm. Uh, Some uh, are giving job to the employees, and I hear that. Uh, And yes, some just want to work and manage the operations. It's an industry that you love to be in it. And, And as much as it sounds theoretical, that's true, but there's not much sustainment with just operating patios, mm-hmm. especially with the vulnerable weather uh, that, that uh, entertains us uh, every year. And what's happening with takeout? Have the takeout numbers gone down as the patios have reopened? We are not going to see takeout uh, numbers fluctuate. Uh, I think the future is that e-commerce in general, including takeout, will only grow. And some are doing well, but many of them are not. And most of the restaurants in Canada really are not equipped to do takeout. And they're not, they're not structured that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those are the ones that are suffering and have been devastated. But, you know, I agree. Safety is the number one uh, priority. And no one wants to open during this new norm without safety protocols in it. But the industry is ready. Because this is an economic and a social crisis as well. There are many protocols that have been rolled out, uh, and, and there has been a rehearsal with the patios. Uh, and, and it's safer 
to have an indoor area uh, open to the public, especially when downpours happen and, and you have crowds sort of panicking where to go and they all end up together. Yes. Uh, Tony, tell us what is the status of motels and hotels during stage two versus what you're expecting for stage three? Well, 40, 40 to 50 percent of all hotels in Ontario were closed during the three months, and many of them are starting to open. Uh, many of them uh, are not able, again, to be sustainable under these conditions, these stage opening con- conditions. Food and beverage will help. Meetings being open and start uh, moving to a progression where uh, small conferences and small social groups would, would uh, arrive, uh, would also support. But right now we're looking at local business. Local business, the borders are closed, and, and we don't want really the, the um, unsafe conditions that are uh, preplexing everyone in the U.S. We want to move forward safe with the protocols. You know, there, there are standards that, that the industry uh, has, uh, has been implementing with patios and ready to do them inside. Uh, physical distancing, protective equipment, sanitization, and, and deep cleaning, and an emphasis on the staff training. Uh, hotels uh, are no different than restaurants. They have uh, a bit of higher margins, but they have vast expenses, and they pay vast fixed costs. I want to hear from you as well about Stage 3. Is it the right time to extend the reopening process, or should we hang back for a while longer? We will be hearing from the Premier uh, what the plans are in the not-too-distant future this afternoon. But still, we're all living this. We've been living this for 18 weeks now. Uh, Really, how do you feel? Is it, are we good with Stage 2? even if you wouldn't uh, pursue any stage three reopenings yourself as a consumer, I guess you have to balance that as well with the owners of these businesses, as well as the safety of the employees, oftentimes uh, who are retail workers or service workers, and they're not making a lot of money. They've gone off their CERB to go, to go back to work. What are your thoughts? It certainly encompasses a lot of issues. 416 3600 740 toll free 18667444740 Barry in North York go ahead you're on fight back Good afternoon Jane and guests um, I don't think we should open up yet to that next stage because look what happened in Nova Scotia and PEI they thought they were finished with it one guy goes to the states comes back and then he lives in Nova Scotia and as you know guy from PEI his friend comes visits him in Nova Scotia. Now there's five cases in PEI because of that. Mm-hmm. It spreads really quickly. I know. And I also was on social media the other day, and this this guy had said that he had it, and he had a mask, and he washed his hands, and he was physical distancing, but somehow he got it because I guess he wasn't careful. I don't know. Right. It's just... You know, it just I just think it's it's just too soon. Are you partaking in any of the stage two reopenings like the patios and barbershops, hair salons? I haven't moved um, out of my apartment except for to go for a 15 minute walk or so every day. I get groceries delivered because I have an underlying uh, situation. I have a morning cough, which I, if I got this, I don't think it would be. I don't think I'd survive it very well. And so I am. No, I am not going anywhere, not doing anything Very uh, until I see the, the uh, cases come down to single digits. That may be a while, but 
I mean, maybe if we're after under 100 cases in Ontario, we might think of um, going to stage three. All right. Thank you for your call and sharing your experiences. Continue You're staying welcome. safe. Have a great one. Okay, you too. Let's go to Norm in Niagara Falls. Norm, your thoughts on stage three? I think it might be just a little, little early, a little too soon. Yeah. And and but, what uh, and what about have you been on a patio for lunch or dinner breakfast uh, have you been to get your hair cut? Well, I was at a patio yesterday uh, in our tourist area for uh, a few cold ones. And all was how did you feel about the way it was set up? Responsible? Did you feel safe? Yeah, it looked like uh, it looked like you know the. Uh, Tables are well spaced and such, and I learned that uh, you know this uh, establishment. Uh, it's a, a karaoke bar, okay, an outdoor karaoke bar here in Niagara Falls. But uh, they're not what is taking place on Friday and Saturday evenings from nine until I guess two is just uh, the. Uh, this jockey or the host is just playing music. There's no karaoke taking place. Right, right. Now, about uh, haircuts, uh, I've uh, made an appointment to have mine cut on uh, Wednesday. Okay. So you're you're slowly embracing the reopenings, but like you said, not in a hurry, and it may be a bit too early. So it's we all, we all await with interest what the Premier is going to say this afternoon. Norm, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Uh, Tony, Elenisa, back to you for just a moment. What percentage of owners of, of restaurants, hotels, motels are being able to weather the storm of this crisis? Well, they're all uh, holding on right now. Uh, they're holding for a lifeline from government support, uh, which has been general uh, thus far. And, 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 and if it wasn't for the wage subsidy, the, the patios, first of all, would not be open. And many hotels would not would stay closed. The wage subsidy is the only support that is meaningful right now for many uh, directly uh, impacting the cost. And I guess you heard the good news from the Prime Minister uh, just over an hour ago. He says the wage subsidy will continue until December. Top, top-notch news. Yeah, that is very good news. That's going to help a lot of people. Like you said, the difference between closing permanently and being able to at least stay afloat. I mean, you know, you're dealing with an industry uh, that has thin margins, even in the good old days. Uh, and, and it's very tough to be sustainable under normal conditions. And, and we have now a crisis we've never, ever ever seen in our lifetimes. No, that's for sure. Uh, Dr. Dianandam, we're hearing a lot of hesitation from our Zoomer radio listeners about stage three. What what does that say about the public education uh, that's gone on over the last 18 weeks? It has some good things and some bad things. People do need to be cautious and take this seriously, and it sounds like your listeners definitely are. They probably tend to be in the higher risk group, which is even more important for them to take seriously. At the same time, we're at the point now where the caseload is relatively low, and the economy really should start opening up a bit more because economics and health are are linked, and we can't sustain a a closed economy for much longer. So um, there comes a time we have to understand that because the caseload is low in population, your probability of encountering someone who's infected is low as well. Mm. And if we're all doing our part, which is you know, washing your hands and wearing a mask, the probability drops enormously after that. So every day, your chances of getting this disease drop. 
And as we get more wisdom clinically around the disease, your chances of having a bad outcome if you get it also diminish. That's not to say the risk is zero. The risk is definitely real. It's just that we have to now start to balance that risk against other risks like economic risks. All right, let's go to Jamie in Concord. Jamie, you have a question or some thoughts to pass along? Yeah, just some comments, Gene. Um, in regards to um, especially senior centers, uh, we, we, I belong to the Thornhill Community Center, and we have a lot of widows and widowers who are stuck at home who really count on a place like Thornhill Community Center for socializing. And not to see it open is a very sad situation. Uh, and now if that... I, I hope... Yes, go ahead, sorry. They might uh, bring back in Stage 3. Well, I think a lot of Stage 3, uh, the way I understand it, Dr. Ray, is um, that the, a lot more indoor activities will be considered or phased in. That's right. I'm a little concerned about what we do around bars and nightclubs. I suspect nightclubs will be banned and bars will be opened with a lot of stringent conditions placed on them. But what we're seeing in the U.S. is that that's where the new cases seem to be erupting from, is from bars and nightclubs. So I hope the government takes a very conservative view of those venues. Let's go to Eileen in Brampton. Eileen, go ahead. You're on Fight Back. I find this interesting because the, the comment that was just made, the chances of one person going out, they talked exactly the way of how one person can spread this. Mm-hmm. And my question with restaurants, now that they're not exactly even sure that it's not airborne is what we're hearing, or that it could be airborne, I'm sorry, that we're hearing from some, which you're still ping pong back, is it or is it not? I'd like to know how somebody, no matter if you place the tables two meters apart, they're not eating wearing a mask. That's very obvious. So how exactly is this going to work when we're told if you go grocery shopping, you must wear a mask. If you're on the bus, you must wear a mask. Now we can go out to eat, and we can eat with everybody with those masks pulled down. That's a great point, Eileen. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll hand that over to the doctor to get his thank reaction. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay, when it comes to aerosol transmission, what we're talking about here are the smaller viral particles that linger in the air a bit longer, as opposed to the droplet transmission, which is stuff that leaves your mouth and falls to the ground relatively quickly in one or two meters. So the spacing is meant to you know, curtail the transmission of droplet transmission, which is really how the majority of people seem to be getting this disease. The airborne aerosol uh, part of it is controversial because... Um, Yes, some people are being infected that way, but not the majority for sure. And it seems to be only relevant in indoor settings like business meetings or possibly restaurants. So the push is to make sure that filters, proper filters, are put on the HVAC systems uh, and air to be circulated appropriately. So we can make infrastructural investments to minimize the aerosol risk. Um, So I wouldn't worry that much about it, except to say, Anytime you leave your house, there is going to be some risk. There's no question about it. Uh, And you need to figure out in your own personal life whether that risk is appropriate for you. Tony Alenis, uh, the final word goes to you before we wrap up the show. Well, we know COVID-19 will be with us a minimum a couple of years, two years. So we need to work with that safety uh, priority. We need to stay vigilant and grow and progress and also enjoy life. We're humans. Mm-hmm. Restaurants, patios, hotels, it's about people. It's about vibrancy. It's about feeling good. 
Well, I thank you both uh, for your comments and uh, listen throughout the afternoon during Bob Comsick's news to hear uh, exactly what is going down in the province of Ontario with regards to stage three. Thank you both. Thank Thank you. you. Tony Alanis, President and CEO of the Ontario Restaurant Hotel and Motel Association, and Dr. Ray Dianandin, Epidemiologist and Associate Professor in the Faculty of Health Sciences at University of Ottawa. It's Jane for Libby. I look forward to chatting with you again early tomorrow morning uh, with the news and then again between noon and one tomorrow when our strategy panel will be here. As well, call our Fight Back voicemail anytime. If you didn't get a chance to get through, 416-367-9636. Have a great day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.